I'm Zachary Cartwright. This is Water and Food. Today, my guest is Suresh Chandler, who's the R&D lead at Arboreal Stevia. He's here today to discuss what Stevia is, some of the misconceptions about it, and how Stevia is used in the food industry. He also discusses some of the advantages and disadvantages of using this sugar substitute. Let's hear what Suresh has to say on this episode of Water and Food. All right. Hey, Suresh, welcome to Water and Food. Thank you for being here today. I, I know we've been talking about having you on for a, a long time, so I'm happy that we can finally get together. Uh, thanks, Zach. Thanks for inviting me uh, to this uh, podcast. And I'm sure it's going to be a very interesting uh, discussion where we are going to talk more about Stevia today. And I, I appreciate you being here. I know it's quite a, a big time difference. I, I believe it's 8 p.m. there and, and 9.30 a.m., of where you're at. So good morning. And uh, I, I just want to start off by asking you, what is Stevia? What, why are you here today to talk about uh, this product? Right. So uh, I represent Arboreal Bioinnovations. So, so we are a Stevia manufacturing company. And uh, so I'm interested in educating people more about Stevia, right? So Stevia is actually a, a high intensity natural sweetener, which is actually extracted from uh, uh, stevia leaves, right? Uh, the stevia leaves comes from a plant known as stevia rebordiana batoni, which is actually a native to a native to South America. So it is completely zero calorie, clean label, and a very sustainable sweetener, right? So I represent India, right? So India is a diabetic capital. So India is a India is a typical case study where you know uh, how uh, junk foods lifestyle based disorders can be life threatening one right so that's we are actually sitting on the capital of uh, diabetes you know that's where it makes uh, stevia more relevant and my company more relevant to offer such kind of uh, you know uh, sugar uh, re reduced product and low calorie products particularly in india and when you first reached out and, and we first started talking about doing this podcast, you mentioned that there are some misconceptions about stevia out there. What are some of those misconceptions? Uh, so when it when it comes to stevia, you know, people often think that, uh, you know, like any other uh, ingredient, you know, more purer the ingredient, uh, it's always better, right? But actually, to be frank, there is not much correlation between the purity of the extract and the taste performance in a particular recipe, mm -hmm. right? So stevia extracts behave more like a flavor than a sweetener, mm -hmm. right? You know, different stevia glycosides present in stevia uh, extracts, they interact a bit differently. And according to the uh, target food matrix and unique flavors, they work a bit differently. So, for example, <clears throat> uh, there is a standard uh, pure Rebe 60% extract, right? It it also contains other molecules beyond uh, Rebidioside A. Uh, it also contains Steviocide and other components like Reb C or uh, uh, Reb B, right? So, at what what happens is that works very good for you know citrus based applications. Mm -hmm. Right. But on the other hand, uh, for tomato ketchup, right, uh, Rebia 80 works. So it, it's not always that just the purer ex extracts like Rebia 99 works really well for, uh, you know, uh, beverages or certain applications. So that's one of the biggest uh, uh, misconceptions I wanted to actually address. And the second important uh, thing is, Many people think stevia is actually very expensive. So uh, 
I would say the answer is yes mm-hmm. and a no, <laughs> right? So if you, on a KG basis, uh, Stevia is somewhere around, somewhere uh, ranks between $50 to, you know, it, it ranges up to $250 to $300. But what happens is the concentration of Stevia in the final product, it's like relatively less. You're going to use somewhere between uh, 0.02 to 0. less than 0.05% in many applications. Mm-hmm. Right. So in some, in certain cases, Stevia can also offer a cost reduction, right? When I say it is more expensive, yes, Stevia is a naturally derived product, right? So we have to uh, extract it from the Stevia leaves. So comparing to other artificial sweeteners like aspartame and sucralose, uh, you know, which are much more cheaper to synthesize, Stevia uh, takes a little bit of a backseat over there, right? Mm-hmm. When you compare to the uh, current uh, artificial sweeteners out there, because that's how, you know, industry people compare in terms of cost, right? So Stevia is not always expensive. It depends uh, It depends on the use case, right? And what customer wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you're working for a company that is producing Stevia. Why, why don't you tell me a little bit about your company and where you're located and, and how long you've been in business? Right. So uh, I work for uh, uh, I work for Arboreal, so Arboreal Bioinnovation. So Arboreal is a global ingredient solutions company, right? So Arboreal was actually founded in uh, 2015 uh, by Swati Swati Pandey. So she is an IIT graduate and an uh, Imperial College uh, London graduate. And the other co-founder is Manish Chauhan. So he's also from London Business School. And uh, he also completed his uh, bachelor's from uh, Bitspilani, another reputed institute from India, right? Ever since we have started, we have 100% focused on developing a uh, vertically integrated uh, Stevia manufacturing company. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where Arboreal takes a very unique approach where it actually curates and controls every step of Stevia value chain, right from cultivation of Stevia saplings to the extraction process of the sweet compounds, and also to develop a ready-made solutions and with an affordable cost at the same time with greater performance, mm-hmm. right? And to add more about it, we also have a full-fledged application center, uh, global application center situated in northern part of India, which is Lucknow. And then uh, we also have an uh, excellence center in Chennai, which is just dedicated only for uh, you know developing low-calorie products, particularly based out of Stevia. So we have been able to make Stevia work, mm-hmm. and we also have been able to uh, you know, customize Stevia solutions where, uh, you know, uh, where many other players were not able to do. So in the past three months, we have worked close to with, close to almost 55 plus brands and we have helped them launch their product with our Stevia and uh, with, through our, uh, you know, uh, dedicated formulations program. And in your role there, uh, Suresh, you're an R&D lead. Is, is that correct? Uh, what, what do you do in your specific role? And, and how did you end <clears throat> up there? What, what was your journey to ending up with Arboreal Stevia? So uh, that's, that's, that's actually a uh, very interesting uh, discussion to have. <laughs> so uh, basically, uh, I graduated uh, from uh, University of Helsinki, Finland, right? Mm-hmm. So after... So it was a, it was a very much an often awakening moment 
during my masters so where i got exposed to new technologies and the you know new age ingredients uh which for which uh, unfortunately i didn't uh, get during my bachelors right mm-hmm. because i i i am from a biotechnology background so from biotech to a food tech uh, it's a it's a big uh, transition right so uh from there onwards i decided that you know i want to be in the functional ingredient space so that that was the starting point mm-hmm. so then i had to uh, return back to india and uh, i chose an opportunity in uh, product development right so during my uh, masters only so i was very much sure that i want to be in product development and uh, applications uh, particularly in product innovations right so that was the st- that was the start and when i came back to india the the new age companies were like less in number back in 2014 right so uh, then the opportunities were also pretty much less comparing to uh, other countries right because r&d is something that is uh, r&d uh, drive has been much more better in the last 10 years so then uh, that's where like i chose an opportunity in r&d then uh, i was actually continuously looking for this Uh, new age companies and uh, companies who are creating actually functional ingredients mm-hmm. so that's where i stumbled upon arboreal and uh, i joined arboreal right so i was one of the early members to join arboreal because uh, the first few years of arboreal is all about uh, you know farming and backward integration so then they, then they uh, uh, mastered uh, the manufacturing process in on the verge of scaling up of the manufacturing process you know that's where they realized you know we need to have an uh, customized formulation support and that's where uh, i i came into picture right so we literally started from a small room where you know we started with uh, small small uh, formulations and now we have uh, now two dedicated uh, centers for r&d so it's 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 been a big uh, journey in the last 4 uh, years mm-hmm. right so that's how i ended up in this space and to be frank you know the sweetener space as such it's a, it's a very gray area right not much of knowledge is out there yes there are like lot of publications and academia is aware about and academia is already aware but what happens is when it comes to industrial applications more about you know commercialization and uh, it should be affordable right so that's where you know arboreal comes into place and you know we have uh, you know developed proprietary and uh, you know customized uh, solutions for different matrices and you mentioned that you've worked with maybe 50 or more brands and in types of products generally what types of products does your company work with where companies are, are replacing sugar with stevia what what types of products are these so generally generally two important uh, queries comes to us mm-hmm. right first is you know for 100% sugar reduction mm-hmm. next next is uh, you know they want to launch a low calorie product they want to have sugar but uh, they want to reduce the amount of sugar maybe at 25% level or 50 50% level so these are the two important uh, classifications of queries we receive and with regards to product range you know we get a range of products mm-hmm. right uh, new, new protein powders protein beverages plant based uh, applications uh, chocolates confectionery you know the application is we receive a very broad spectrum of requests mm-hmm. 
but uh, obviously beverages are the lowest hanging fruit and uh, when it comes to cost you know um, beverage manufacturers are uh, you know much more adaptable and that is the first thing you know any any country and any sugar reduction happens from beverages right because uh, many other uh, product categories have an, a deeper sugar reduction for example in bakery you know there is close to 30 to 40 percentage of sugar in in chocolates it's, it's more than uh, 30 to 40 percentage right mm-hmm. so here these are like very very sensitive categories so uh, that the the transition for sugar sugar reduction in these categories are much more lesser than in uh, you know beverages so most of the queries in the initial days we received were, were from actually uh, beverage companies and so, you've mentioned some yes. of the the ad advantages of using stevia you know maybe cost reduction or if you're trying to make a low calorie product and and so on what are some of the the cons or maybe some of the difficulties uh with working with stevia and anything that comes to mind so uh i think uh, this is also a very important uh, part of addressing uh, sugar reduction right so steve any sugar reduction right comes with uh, lot of formulation challenges mm-hmm. so first first is like beyond sweetness you know sucrose actually adds like a lot of functional properties to the foods and beverages like you know texture mouth feel shelf life you know so substituting these unique properties of sucrose has been always an a uh, challenging thing right as a product developer uh, you know you have to possibly ask some of the key questions uh, when it comes to reformulation or uh, developing a new product right so i i take this uh, five question approach right so which category of food product it belongs to and what are the regulatory challenges particularly associated with that particular food product second question is what are the physical and sensorial properties that is expected of the existing product or existed uh, or expected to replace when uh, when replacing or when you are uh, you know substituting sugar third important question is uh, what is the percentage of calorie reduction you are actually expecting right uh, fourth is like percentage of sucrose replacement you want to achieve you know sometimes you know people also try to compensate they will cal- completely eliminate sugar and they will sub- sometimes they replace it with fibers or other polyols right so that's where you know it's very important to understand how much percentage of sucrose you exactly want to reduce the fifth important point is what are the parameters that will affect the core qualities of the product like color texture and and appearance right so when you are reducing sugar like there are lot of things that actually gets compromised right so in order to compromise uh, such uh, qualities you might have to get these qualities from other sources sometimes you might have to use a uh, color sometimes you might have to use certain flavors to you know match the same product right so these are the important challenges we actually address on a daily basis right but when it comes to using stevia uh yes stevia naturally has an aftertaste and a lingering uh effect but the thing is the question is whether the lingering or the aftertaste is it desirable or not or is it pleasant or not and how far we want to go right so that's the that's the point it's uh, so during early stage of stevia based uh, products uh, 
you know, yes, there were like a lot of lingering and other things. But with this new age solutions and whatever the, uh, there is a range of ingredients and toolbox that we have developed, you know, that has been helped us to reduce or completely eliminate these aftertaste or the lingering that you actually get from uh, stevia. So, I mean, these are the important uh, problems uh, we generally address. And sometimes people also think that uh, the more concentration of stevia, the better the sweetness, right? So here is a here is a very very important part to address. So many people think that you know uh, sweetness, like like sugar, you know when you increase the concentration, the sweetness increases linearly. But when it comes to stevia, beyond a certain point, you know the sweetness will not increase, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to understand the threshold of the dosage and and the matrix so then you have to optimize and customize those molecules accordingly yeah and i really so like that five the, uh that five question approach I, I really like that because uh if you're meeting with a client and, and trying to help them understand you know maybe if they want to use stevia these are the things to keep in mind and you know it's showing that if they're using sucrose or, or table sugar there's a lot of functionality there that I think a lot of people don't think about right away when they're trying to make a, a, a sugar substitution. So I, I really like that process and I'm sure it's really helpful uh, for when you meet with clients and, and help direct them to using your products. What are some of the challenges related to the production of Stevia itself? You, you mentioned your company, something that's really helped it to shine and, and maybe um, do better than other companies is the ability to produce successfully, but what are some of those challenges that your team had to overcome in order to produce Stevia? Yeah. So, you know, uh, value creation is actually the bedrock of, uh, you know, any business, right? So uh, when it comes to addressing challenges, so we have channelized our efforts at three, at, at three levels. First is the farming and uh, supply chain, right? So when it when it comes to farming and supply chain, so that's where, as I initially mentioned, like we have spent our ini initial year perfecting uh, the agribit, right? So that that makes us a vertically integrated stevia supplier, and also we have control over every step of the value chain, right from the sourcing to the extraction to the manufacturing of the final product. So this part of business is very important because it helps us to have a complete control over the product, and also you know. Many times due to some seasonal changes also uh, in for many other companies, you know, the production gets uh, stuck or sometimes they might have to increase the cost. So this has helped us to have a control over the economics of the product as well. The second important challenge many when it comes to uh, Stevia suppliers is the formulation expertise, right? It's not just about the producing the final product and just selling it. But, uh, you know, many a times, you know, Stevia needs to be customized according to the target uh, product, right? Stevia is not a single molecule. It is actually a cocktail of more than 50 molecules, right? Based on the relative composition of the Stevia mixture, uh, the taste and the performance of the solution varies, right? So good understanding of the molecules is very uh, critical. So, you know, this helps us uh, designing a very superior yet an economical solution. The third is the uh, core answer for your your question, right? What are the major process challenges? So 
journey of the ingredient and uh, how it gets converted into a final product is is essentially a very important aspect and it is very relevant to the current scenario where you know people are talking about the sustainability and when customers are also uh, very much interested in knowing how the ingredients are getting processed and how it is going to affect their final <laughs> uh after consumption right so that's where like our proprietary extraction process you know where we do not use much of harsh chemicals and our optimized pro uh, process also helps to have a better isolation of the molecule and better recovery right so uh yes so these are the three important areas we have actually uh added more value and you know that's where our science driven approach has helped us to get you know better performance at at each levels. Mm -hmm. And do you ever run into any difficulties with with production? I I know you're probably doing some type of spray drying. What does your spray dry process look like and are you measuring moisture or, or water activity during that spray drying process to hit a certain target for your production? Yeah, as uh, uh, so TBA involves an aqueous extraction process right and after uh, after removing all those impurities and you know uh, based on the target uh, grade you wanted to manufacture so you know the concentration of the aqueous solution happens and then the final product is actually sprayed right mm -hmm. the challenge here is every time uh, you know uh, the first level of challenge you will face in in optimizing the cocktail of tva mixture right so uh, we know that let's say we are going to produce rubidioside 60 so the rubidioside 60 means 60 percentage of stevia extract will be uh, composed by uh, rubidioside a the remaining 40 percentage might be a cocktail of different molecules like steviocides uh, and other uh, steviol glycosidic molecules right this is the first level challenge the second level challenge is optimizing the moisture so whenever whenever you are going to spray dry it so the moisture is going to certainly uh, differ right so let's say even if there is one percentage more moisture also you know that is going to actually affect the sweetness and certainly that that will also be affecting the uh, final uh, concentration of the certain molecules right so that's where you know moisture control is very very uh, you know, very, very critical component in manufacturing of uh, TVA pure TVA extracts. And when you take a moisture measurement, how, how does your team do it? Do, are you using a, like a loss on drying method or a, a titration or how do you get that moisture number? So, uh, so we, we basically do a two-step approach. So we basically do a loss on drying method mm -hmm. and we also adapt a titration method. And what we also do is we also collaborate with a, uh, third-party laboratory to validate all our uh, results mm -hmm. so by this way so uh, our results are more like more robust when it comes to the moisture management i see and and the reason that I'm asking about this, Suresh, is because I, I see a lot of people in your industry who try to use a, a moisture content measurement, uh, you know, to control moisture. And 
prevent clumping or, or just to really understand your product and, and hit a consistent target. And this actually relates to a, a webinar that we recently released um, here where we talk about substituting sugar and we look at some of the pros and cons of uh, different alternatives and including stevia. And we talk about how they relate not only to moisture, but also to water activity. And then also a lot about the functionality that you mentioned. You know, if you're having to reduce the amount of sugar, then you do have to think about these other things. You know, do you still need browning to occur? Or are you still going for a certain mouthfeel? Or, you know, what about shelf life and, and so on? And so I just wanted to take a moment and, uh, you know, recommend that webinar. It's something that we can add a, a link to this podcast too, because I, I do think that you, even at your company and people in your industry may really benefit um, from that webinar. So it, it just happened to be perfect timing uh, that your subject matter uh, fell in line with, with other things that we've been working on. So I just wanted to, to yeah. make sure to mention that. Absolutely. That is actually a spot on, uh, Zach. So that's what I was actually uh, uh talking about in the first part of the discussion right these things are like very very relevant when it comes to you know when it's come when it comes to sugar right so at at each each moisture level and for at, at each temperature so it it exhibits different properties right and uh, the understanding of moisture versus sweetness and uh, particularly in in the final product the understanding has been fairly less right so as I told, still, this is more in a gray area. So that's where, you know, these kind of uh, discussions, you know, will prompt uh, researchers and product developers to think uh, in that line. And, uh, you know, it gives a spotlight to that part. Mm -hmm. And Suresh, what's next for you and, and what's next for your company, maybe looking in into next year and, and down the road? What are the, some of the things that you're looking forward to as your company grows? Right. So, uh, you know, Arboreal wants to uh you know shine as a functional ingredient company right so so we have taken up uh, more uh, sustainable uh, production processes and uh, ingredients that uh, you know we are currently in r&d pipeline so you will be you will you guys will be getting more news in the coming days but uh, yeah so we'll be extending our portfolio of ingredients that actually enhances the performance of the food and you know performance of uh, you know human nutrition so we are actually working on that line so you know so this is a gist i'll be able to reveal at this part and then finally we we get a lot of other food scientists that listen to this podcast if, if there's somebody out there listening who's working on a project and, and they're trying to reduce sugar or have a, a lower calorie version of, a, of their product and they're thinking about using stevia how can they get a hold of you or, or your company what's the best way for them to collaborate with you so uh you know when it comes to collaboration like uh we generally uh for example i'll, I'll share you a very classical uh example so so there was a new comp uh, there was a company who wanted to launch a, uh, a protein product where they wanted to incorporate stevia. So where, you know, th where they have completed like, you know, 50% of their product development where, and they were stuck with, uh, you know, the sweetener part particularly, right? So, you know, they were trying to use artificial sweeteners, but, you know, management was not like okay with that. So that's where they approached us. So they usually they we requested uh, for a base of unsweetened sample right and their uh, kind of a control product what what you know sometimes they have a benchmark you know kind of this product or this level of sweetness they want to match right so we 
we generally have a two weeks to three weeks uh you know dedicated program when it comes to working for working with companies we uh, we agree with the timelines uh, based on the other projects that is available and within almost like one and a half weeks we were able to turn back to the company with a very uh, economical solution and uh, you know the product got launched within like within next two months right so uh, that quick we are when it comes to uh, you know customized approach and when we are working with uh, uh, clients so they can also reach us through me so i'll i'll uh, drop by my email id and uh, and obviously they can also contact through our website i'll be i'll be happy to put with our uh, uh, you know sales team so yeah we can see how we can work together well, perfect. Well, I just want to thank you so much for your time, Suresh. I, I think we live in a pretty cool world where a food scientist in Washington state can talk to a food scientist in, in, in India and we can collaborate and talk about the things that we work on and, and how they relate. So I, I hope this encourages others uh, to also collaborate. And um, I, I look forward to seeing how your company grows and, you know, maybe our paths will cross uh, again in the future. As, as your company continues to grow. So I, again, I, I thank you so much for your time and I, I think our listeners will really appreciate it as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Zach, actually, for inviting for me for such a, you know, such a niche, niche uh, discussion, I would say, because, you know, these kind of insights are going to be very, uh, you know, pro- provocative and it's going to, you know, instill a lot of, uh, you know, scientific uh, thoughts when it comes to moisture and how an ingredient and a particular parameter interact. You know, often when you see a certificate of analysis, uh, often people think that moisture or uh, is uh, as a small part, but, you know, it's, it's not actually the thing, right? So water is the most fundamental thing. And as a food scientist, when we have more understanding on how water works, right? Uh, I think as a food technologist or a food scientist, you know, we have understood how the world works, right? Uh, so I think that's where uh, this podcast, uh, you know, takes a very, very uh, important role. And uh, thanks for this initiative. Yeah, you're welcome. And I look forward to talking to you again. Have a good one, Trish. Have a great week ahead, Zach. I'm Zachary Cartwright. This is Water and Food. Find this podcast on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.